When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. The Cyclone Fanatic Podcast is fueled by Cody Rhodes and recorded in the Wild Rose Casino and Hotel Studio. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Reaction Time. I'm Jacqueline Cordova, and I'm joined by my co-host, Ben Visser, and Aiden is our producer, as always. Um, and of course, sponsored by Fairway, um, Iowa State took down the Panthers, or as Kevin Dresser likes to say, he went Panther hunting. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Sunday's showdown resulted in what, kind of exactly what we thought, kind of. Um, in terms of dual score, I should say, it was 27 to 14, and Iowa State won some, you and I won some as well, but Iowa State was the better team on Sunday. Uh, ben, what were your, what was your, biggest takeaway yeah the result score wise was relatively close i thought it'd be a little bit more of a a difference i thought i would say it would probably win by more mm-hmm. um some of the guys evan frost anthony Etchemendia, uh you could throw mj Gaetan in there really happy with mm-hmm. and then there was one in particular not happy with at all one that i was disappointed in and then another one's like yeah and that, that'll happen mm-hmm. so for the losses, um, it is, I mean, it's unfortunate, especially, I mean, we'll talk about it, but Kyson Terakina, you can't, you can't lose that match. Um, no, there's no reason, excuse, world, why that would happen. Um, so we'll, we'll get into that, but by and large, so Evan Frost, Anthony Etchemendia, MJ Gaetan, really happy with their results. Yeah, I feel like what I felt good about with this team was the bonus points. Mm -hmm. Like, like you said, we'll get into the three losses, but overall the guys who won won very convincingly, it was like what four or five of the wins were tech falls and younger got his tech fall in the first period. So it's like, it's the things that you talk about of like what separates good teams from great teams. And it's, scenarios like these where in the matches where Iowa state is very obviously favored, they have to win by a large margin. And they did that Mm -hmm. and they did it with, they looked good. They looked great. I mean, David Carr was having a lot of fun out there. Evan Frost truly is one of the most graceful winners Mm -hmm. in every sense of the word in the way he does it. Like when I'm watching him, I don't even realize that we're already at the end. So I'm like, how, how do I get here so fast? Um, 
So that was my biggest takeaway was just, it was really good and impressive to see them win by so many bonus points. Yeah. Four wins by tech fall, one by major decision. Um, and yeah, lost. tech fall 19 to four and that four points were not escapes. One of those four, three of those points were a takedown. So Evan Frost actually gave up the first takedown of the match. And then, so it was number eight, Evan Frost versus number 24, Julian Farber. And Julian gets the first takedown. It's like, oh, interesting. And then Evan Frost just goes to town and takedown back points immediately after getting up the first takedown. So there's a seven point swing. And then another takedown, more back points. And then I think it was over after that. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, all right, that's that. <laughs> Right. Uh, so that was great. And then one of the only Iowa State victories that didn't result in bonus points was maybe, not maybe, it was Iowa State's best win. in mm -hmm. Anthony Echemendia, number nine, Anthony Echemendia versus uh, number six, Kale Happel. That was a rematch of a match during the Clifkin Las Vegas Invitational in which Echemendia lost. And Echemendia won this match nine to six. Um, and... Boy, did he look good. Three yeah. takedowns, one where he literally threw Kale Happel on his head, um, which was really fun to see. When I saw him get that body lock, I was like, oh my gosh, is he going to do it? And then he threw his hips, was like, oh my gosh, he's doing it. Kale Happel landed on his head, was like, oh, he's going to pin him. And then he didn't quite pin him. But, um, oh man. And it, so Cubans, we know, freestyle. <laughs> They wrestle freestyle. They, if you're going to go takedowns with them, you're going to have a rough time of it because those guys, if they know how to do one thing, they know how to take people down. Mm -hmm. So we knew he was probably going to be pretty good on his feet and things like that, similar to younger, right? These guys are good on their feet. They're going to take you down. But sometimes, and really oftentimes, I'm still surprised by what they do. <laughs> it's like, is he going to do that? And then he doesn't. Like, <laughs> oh my gosh. So, yeah, that happened with Anthony when he threw number six, Kale Happel, on his head. Because number six guys don't get thrown on their head. That's right. that's not a thing that happens to them. <laughs> so the fact that he did that was, I mean, it was really fun to see. So really great win for Anthony Echemendia. Interestingly, the intermat rankings didn't change. Like, they updated them. Other people moved, but they didn't. They kept Anthony at number nine and Kale at number six. That was surprising to me. I would have flip-flopped him. But um, they don't ask me, so it's what it is. Uh, and then, yeah, like you said, David Carr, MJ Gaetan wrestled a really fun match. Um, both him and Jared Sima mm -hmm. are pinners. They're, they're both going out there headhunting, looking to pin. Yeah. And uh, number 19, MJ beat number 30, Jared Sima, 10 to 2 by major decision. And I thought he had him pinned. I think it was in the first period or beginning of the second. I think I it was too. beginning of the second. He had him on his back. I'm just like, oh boy, he's a lot of time to work with this. Uh, credit to Jared. He got out of it. And um, eventually he he cradled MJ. But that was toward the end of the period. So got a little bit lucky there. And I think, I mean, if it wasn't at the end of the period, MJ probably would have tried a little bit harder not to get cradled. Um, so that's a little bit of a, who knows what would have happened. But um I mean, MJ did get cradled. It's like, oh boy, is he going to get pinned? So that was just one of those matches where when you get two pinners trying to pin each other, it's like, all right, they're going to roll around a whole bunch. You're going to have a little bit of a heart attack. Your blood pressure is going to go up. <laughs> but um, MJ, he figured it out, won by major decision. So uh, that was good. Well, and 
MJ, I honestly really loved seeing him be challenged by someone who wants to do exactly the same thing he wants to do because it obviously made for a really great match. I think you also tweeted it that the score did not do this match justice. Like yep. even just like thinking back to being uh, Matt's side, I don't even know how we got it to attend to do um, just because of how chaotic it was. But yeah, my blood pressure definitely went up during that one, but it was a good win for him. He obviously felt good. We'll get into the blonde hair, but mm. it sounds like the blonde hair was something that started with him. Mm -hmm. So good for him to feel back to his roots with some blonde hair and get a win against you and I. Um, no, yeah, that was a uh, that was a really fun one. Um, I feel like we got lucky where MJ's match was really fun, uh, Echimendia's match was really fun, and then I mean Cody Chittam's match was. Uh, a whole a whole thing we can, a whole thing i don't even know what to call it we can get into that but something i did want to bring up on uh instagram there's pictures of when anthony picked up happel and happel commented and said that one throw didn't feel good gotta work on my landing skill <laughs> uh and then um anthony responded and just said thanks for coming to perform in hilton we gave a show for the fans and it they're right. It was it was very fun. Mm -hmm. I got some very interesting pictures of Anthony pushing him on his head, but I wanted to bring that up because I it's always good, in my opinion, to see wrestlers interact after mm -hmm. such high stakes matches. Um, I feel like it makes it fun. And Schwab made this point a lot in his press conference about how you're gonna see um what's it called? Um rivalries form mm -hmm. and I, God, what year is Kale Happel? Mm, let's find out. Um, but like that match was just so much fun. And the Cody Chittam Ryder Downey match is definitely going to be something we're going to yeah, be they're watching. They're both freshmen. Through. Okay. Um, yep. Yep. But then Kale is a junior, same as Anthony. See, we get them for another, another year and we'll get them in a few weeks. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I feel like this match was something that makes me excited for the Big 12 and watching these guys kind of rip each other apart. So, and it was good to hear Anthony talk. He spoke in the post-dual press conference and he talked about how he's felt himself in those moments but never had the confidence mm -hmm. to truly like flip the guy and somehow he had it this time, which is great. I feel like I'm sure the fact that he wanted this rematch is probably what kind of fed that. So it was good to see him channel that confidence and Dresser had a lot of high praise. I He had, oh God, he had a very specific quote that he used when talking about Anthony, like he was the disciple of, do you know what I'm talking about? I do. I'll find it because I quoted it in the story I wrote. Yeah. Um, the thing that I loved about Echemendia and that throw was we've seen him do that against worse guys, like guys that he's clearly better than. Um, but like Jackie said, he he said himself he had the he had never had the confidence before to do it against a guy like Kale Happel, a guy who's not getting thrown mm -hmm. often in his life, if ever. But in that moment, Anthony had the confidence to let it rip, and it worked out really well for him. He was a little bit of a different position away from pinning him, and I'm not sure that you're ever going to pin Kale Happel if you're <laughs> Anthony Antimendio. But if you put him to right again, if you throw him <laughs> on his head and put him to his back. A, he's going to feel it in that moment, like he tweet or put it on, post it on Instagram. You're going to feel it in that moment. And you're probably going to feel it for the rest of the match a little bit too. <laughs> like 
your neck's not going to feel the same. If, if Anthony's clubbing on your head again, that probably there's probably residuals there. So um, it's good in the moment because you score points and it's probably good for long-term match because you're making him feel even more. So um, yeah, Anthony's confidence right now is great. Um, I found it. So dresser said um, he's a disciple of what it takes to win at this level. That's what mm -hmm. he said about Anthony. So it's a pretty big, pretty big compliment. It is. So, yep. yeah, no, I thought, I thought Anthony was the shining star for me when I looked at everybody who won this, this weekend. So, but, um, let's see. Yeah. David Carr, David looked like he was having so much fun. <laughs> I feel so bad for you and I every year. Cause it's always not fun nope. at all. And yeah. And uh, a couple of years there, they had a, a ranked guy at that weight Yeah, and it didn't matter. David was just up to his antics. And this is, I brought this up last week. I think David is not outwardly like he doesn't show an ego. He's not someone who really talks crap. Like he's always very positive and always redirects any conversation to just talking positive about his team. So I enjoy these moments because I know he's being, he has an ego. Mm -hmm. He knows, like, I think it is so rude. <laughs> when he pulls them in yes. when he's like very clearly just kind of like seriously like come back yeah come back pulls them to right the to the center. center of the mat yeah or yep. like when he picked him up twice oh my he did it twice yeah. where he just simply picked him up and took him back oh it's so rude and i love it and the one time the ref I called him it. out of bounds he did and he still carried him back to the center oh, <laughs> i love it you don't you just don't see that from david and he's i know he's enjoying it the fans are enjoying it i love him for it you don't always get to see it so and I love that David is so self-aware of what his limitations are. So you knew he walked into this, like, I'm going to do some stuff yep. <laughs> to entertain. I'm going to have an opportunity. <laughs> yeah. So, and then the other winner, Younger Bastida, like I said, tech fall, first period. That's psycho. Yeah. <laughs> yep. First period tech fall with, he didn't have back points, did he? This is all takedowns, takedowns, escapes. Yeah, just catch release. That's ridiculous. That's, <laughs> that is rude. Like, I've, I felt bad for that. Um, like Adam Aronson Adam, is an so Iowa sorry. kid. I interviewed him at the state wrestling tournament a couple times back when yeah. he was in high school. Cocky, but a nice guy like all high school wrestlers are. Yeah. I was like, oh, no, this isn't going to go well for him. <laughs> like, because he was, I don't know if he's a state champion. He got close for sure. And he probably was a state champion. Um, I'd have to look that up. But I knew that he had no chance against Younger. And you and I's uh, starting heavyweight Tyrell Gordon was out, I think, with a minor injury. Um, so they had Adam Aronson run in there, and he tried. He did. He put forth effort, which was great. Um, unfortunately, when you're wrestling Younger Bastida, putting forth effort doesn't do a whole lot for you. So yeah, Younger Bastida beat him 25 to six uh, in the first period in two minutes and 56 seconds. So um, that was great to watch. No super explosive takedowns nothing super dramatic younger was is a lot of single legs transition to double legs things like that um very workmanlike i think younger just wanted to get out of there yeah i mean really that's what it looked like no i mean you could hear coach coaching him in the corner <laughs> tell him like go get another one go get another one so i think coach clearly had some kind of goal for him and score points yep so and he did that Shout out to him for ending the duel quickly. Yep. Amen. But yeah, we had to go watch the Super Bowl. So yeah, 
then a couple of those, man, there's some reviews, some lengthy reviews in those early matches. Like, come on, guys. Yeah. You, can I ask you, how did you feel about Dresser's challenge in Kyson's match? I, it made no sense to me. I was so curious why he challenged that. I, he, obviously, he must have felt really confident that maybe it could go their way. Um, I think he forgot. <clears throat> I don't know if he forgot the rules or what. Because was it a takedown like they called on the mat? No. And that's what they ruled. It wasn't a takedown. It was a takedown because Trevor Anderson had Kyson's back exposed to the mat for three seconds. I think that's the part that Dresser, if you were to ask him, probably forgot. Because I don't think you throw the brick if you remember that. He's like, either way, it's going to be a takedown. No matter what, it's a takedown. Mm -hmm. It's just on the mat, they call it a takedown and then back points, which is technically incorrect. So then they did change it to okay, it was a takedown, but it's a takedown only because he was exposed to the mat for mm -hmm. three seconds and then no back points. So, and what's interesting is I think he did win the challenge because he kept the brick because he challenged another um, another one later and you're only allowed one brick per match okay. or per dual meet. Okay. Um, so I think that he technically won that. <laughs> right. <laughs> Even though it did they, not change the result. Right, because of the back points. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I... That one was one that kind of caught me off guard when it happened. I was like, oh. And Kaisen looked to, I saw him look to coach to be like, hello. Yeah. <laughs> challenge this. Yeah. And or so, at least like, that's what I thought. They won them. Technically, they won the challenge. Yeah. But the result right. of the challenge does not change yeah. the result of the match. Yeah. Kaisen I mean, still lost somehow. Yeah. And I mean, clearly Schwab felt great about it. Says, as he should. His freshman yeah. beat Iowa State's guy, Kaisen Terakino, who's been. Iowa State's guy at 125 for the last four years has beaten all Americans before, mm -hmm. has proven himself to be a good wrestler at times, but ever since the Iowa dual meet has seemed to just drive right off a cliff. And it was at this point, I don't know if there's anything to figure out with him. Yeah, I feel like I don't really have expectations. I don't think I really have any thoughts left to have. I'm kind of just like, let's see what happens at Big 12s. Yeah. Let's see how you feel at NCAAs. If he gets there. At this point, he has to have yeah. a good Big 12s to make NCAAs because he's, he might earn a qualifying spot, but I'm not sure, even if he earns a qualifying spot, yeah, if he loses in the first or second round at Big 12s, I don't know that he earns an at-large at that point. Like I think he's so far on the fringe right now that I'm not sure he earns an at-large. So he has to actually wrestle well at Big 12s to get an NCAA tournament spot. Um, which is scary because at the beginning of the season, if you were to ask me how many guys make the NCAA tournament, I would have said nine for sure and maybe 10. At this point, I'm saying eight for sure and maybe nine. And if the best case scenario happens, 10. And that yeah. best case is if Julian wrestles the tournament of his life. So like Kyson, buddy, if Iowa State wants to be a team trophy, trophy yeah. team at NCAA tournament, you need to get to the NCAA and need to win a match or two. Because if you look at Intermat's projected um, tournament rankings, number four and um, the number four ranked team, which uh, right now is Iowa and Lehigh, projects to finish with 57.5 points. Number seven, which is Iowa State, is two points behind that. Those mm -hmm. two points could be Kyson Tarakino. Yeah. That's the difference between number seven and number four. That's a team trophy, not a team trophy. So if Kyson can get to the NCAA tournament and win a match or two, suddenly you might be looking at a team tournament. So like while two team points doesn't sound like a lot, it might end up being the difference. So 
while I'm with you in that my expectations for Kyson have kind of gone out the window, <laughs> um, I still would like him to perform at a level that I know he can perform at. Um, so I might end up being disappointed. And if I am, that's life. I can live with that. But man, how do you beat the number two guy, Eric Barnett, by major decision, have it not be close, and then two weeks later lose to the Iowa guy, and then not essentially, I mean, he's won matches since then, but not win a big match since. Yeah. I, I just, I don't get it. Well, and when he walked, when they blew the whistle and he had to go shake hands, he looked pissed. Like, I don't think I've ever seen him that mad. And it's just like, remember that feeling next time you have to go into these matches. And remember that feeling again when you probably have to wrestle Trevor Anderson in Tulsa. Yeah. So that's kind of where I'm at with that. So, yeah. um, Julian Brotherson lost four to two. I thought he looked better. Um, he, you know, he was trying, he was doing his best and that's, that's as best we can ask for. Right. Yeah. I mean, frankly, I was happy with the way Julian wrestled. Uh, he didn't get a takedown, but he, you could tell again that he was more aggressive than he usually has been in the past, which dresser said that last week. He said it this week, like we're seeing progress with him. We just got it. He's getting 90% of the way to a takedown. He just needs to get that last 10% to actually finish the takedown. Mm -hmm. uh, so he's getting the guy's legs. He's threatening guys in positions. He's yeah. just not finishing those attacks. So uh, he's wrestling number 23, Wyatt Volker, who, again, I interviewed him several times at the um, state <laughs> tournament, which is happening right now. Uh, West Delaware kid, really good guy. I like Wyatt a lot. Um, and so I was going in the match like, all right, this is going to be a tough one for Julian. But uh, it was... Julian lost again at this point. I'm not expecting an NCAA tournament from him. Uh, and even if he does, I, he wouldn't, he'd be the 33 seed and he'd match up against the number one seed. <laughs> so that's not going to go well for him regardless, uh, which is it's Aaron Brooks. So yeah, no, not great. Uh, so I, I'm not expecting any points from him if he, if he does make it, but Hey, it'd be cool for him. If he did be like, Hey, how's an NCAA qualifier. So yeah. um, we'll see if that happens. I'd be pretty surprised, but um, yeah, he wrestled well, and if he can start stringing this together at the Big 12s, that might help him win the team race at the Big 12s, which yeah. David Carr said has been a goal of his essentially since he walked on campus. So if he can contribute to that in any way, that's great. Yeah. Um, and then at 184, Tate Noctaborn. Parker Kikaisen's the number one guy in the country. Exactly what I thought was going to happen, happened, yep. and not in a bad way. Tate lost 20 to 4. Parker is an incredible athlete. This was going to happen. It was good to see Tate out there. I think it's great to have Tate feel the number one guy in the country. It's good to feel it in Hilton. I think this is only going to help make him any, a step up next season when he probably does become the starter. Um, he'll have a leg up, right? Because he yep. already has felt that. He's felt live action on the mat in Hilton, so it won't be something new. And that's that was my takeaway from Tate. My takeaway was I thought he had an excellent first period. Mm -hmm. I think he only gave up one take down the first period. And like he was competitive with Parker. He, I was wondering how his Parker's pace was going to affect Tate. And Tate actually slowed him down. Like he slowed down Parker's pace. Because I remember I mean, Marcus Coleman for sure. Yeah, it was Marcus. Uh, I was trying to go back to Sam Colbert, but that was against Drew Foster. So <laughs> different, two different eras. Um, I remember... Uh, Parker against uh, Marcus Coleman and 
Marcus Coleman had a really hard time with Parker's pace, like really hard. So I was like, all right, let's see what Tate does. And Tate found a way to slow him down and wrestle a more grinded out match. And I was like, that, A, good on you for doing that. B, good strategy. Um, now, in the third period, Parker's pace was Parker's pace. <laughs> yeah. And he just took it to him. But I was like, those first three minutes were good first three minutes. I liked what I saw out of that. He got some two-on-ones. I think he had one he shot once and got to his leg it's like oh that's something it wasn't going to finish right it's like when you get to david's leg yeah like congratulations you got to his leg you were <laughs> never going to finish that attack and it was probably going to end up being a takedown yeah um so yeah um i i did not hate what i saw out of tate at all in fact i liked it quite a bit um even though it was a tech fall and it was a loss that's a true freshman going against the number one guy in the country well, and kind of like MJ's match, I feel like the 20 to four doesn't really do it justice because like you said, I did think Tate was more aggressive than it sounds like when you hear 20 to four. Yep. So I, I would agree with you on that. So and then 157, what would you say? I feel like I feel like the thing with this one was that Cody Chittum had a guy come in who kind of matched him, matched his energy, you know? Mm -hmm. So there were a lot of people very angry behind me screaming for stall calls. And um, I feel like a lot of it, there were moments where I was like, I don't think they're stalling. I think they're literally just so equal right now in anger. And like, they're both trying to accomplish the same exact move and it's just not working. Mm -hmm. So they're just essentially, I guess, yeah, stalling. But like, I didn't think they were, anyone was intentionally stalling in certain moments. Yeah. Thinking back on the match, I don't remember there being a lot of obvious stalling. Like I don't remember yeah. Cody yeah, way yeah, out yeah. shooting right. Ryder. I don't remember Ryder way out shooting Cody. Um, I know that Cody pushed around the mat a little bit in the beginning. Mm -hmm. So like, maybe if you're like, Oh, he's backing up the whole time, maybe I could see a stall there, but I don't, I don't think there's anything too egregious with that in terms of stalling. Um, yeah, Cody lost the match 12 to nine and should not have lost, mm -hmm. um, at least in that fashion <laughs> Yeah, because the fashion he lost it and it was nine to nine in the third period and Cody was on bottom. And he could have stayed on bottom and done nothing. And they could have gone to sudden victory and he could have tried to win there, or he could have gotten an escape and just won in normal in the third period. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know if he was trying for a reversal or what he was doing, but he ended up on his back and gave up three back points essentially as the time expired. And it's just like, Cody, buddy, that didn't need to happen at all. Yeah, I feel like so that that was that's gonna leave a sour taste in his mouth for sure. I, and Dresser said it afterwards. It's gonna leave a sour taste in his fault in his mouth because he said like that was my fault. I should have coached him better. Yeah. Um, so he also said afterwards that everyone is gonna be doing. Um, <laughs> they're gonna be on bottom this week, the entire week because I was <laughs> off this week. They're just gonna train bottom, and I'm sure they'll get Derek St. John and his giant legs <laughs> like all right guys we're gonna teach we're gonna he's gonna ride you everyone's got to get out and um yeah i'm sure it's not gonna be fun but i mean especially for cody that's every freshman's weakness is bottom right so if we can clean that up i mean he's he's better than Ryder downey so. i would agree yes and i feel like that moment was it shows his age, right? Yep. It shows his age as a wrestler. It, 
it's it's like the reason you love them and the reason you hate them and it's just unfortunately this time we had to see what happens when it works against him because it's like the reason he ended up in that situation is because he's the guy who's not afraid to do the really crazy like lopsided <clears throat> excuse me like all the rolling around right yep. like that's why we love them because it's so <clears throat> high energy it it makes us think of the way jason kreiser makes us feel he sometimes comes out on top of his scrambles but this time it just worked in against his favor so it kind of reminds me of when Derek st john would talk about jason and he would say like we don't or i think dresser said it he was like we don't want to take that away from him but we want to teach him how to not end up in the scenarios where he ends up on his back and he loses that way and another thing that stood out to me was dresser i can't remember when dresser said this so you might if you remember let me know but he said cody has said that if he's not tired at his at the end of his matches and he feels he didn't do enough i can tell after dresser said that i was staring at cody after and i was like he looks like he just went through a war <laughs> he looks exhausted and and you it goes back to the west virginia match it's like the when he got hit in the back of his head he that was clearly a hard hit but mm -hmm. he just grinded himself into the ground and that makes me excited for him so i mm -hmm. think he's going to be really exciting at the tournaments oh i agree yeah so. they're, when they because you and i had a week and essentially a whole season because they wrestled at cliff keen as well to scout when you're in a tournament setting you get 30 minutes at most mm -hmm. to scout someone if it's past the first round you get to scout your first round opponent and then no one else yeah and preparing for chittam style is going to be tough because you're going to have to go out there and figure it out on the fly like he's high profile enough that there's going to be a thought about how to wrestle him um which is great to have that thought but it's one of those things it's like playing against iowa state basketball's defense you know it's going to be great but you don't know how it actually feels until you're out there it's the same thing with cody chittam i think like you can scout and you can probably scout pretty well in the sport of wrestling for a week but if you only have 30 minutes to prepare for Cody Chittum, I think that's going to make things tough. I feel like Cody, Cody Chittum right now is number 15. He was 14 last week, him and Ryder Downey just flop, flip-flopped since, yep. you know. Um, I feel like his his potential seating, I feel like he's going to get seated lower than he should. And I hope that really works out in his favor as he wrestles his way through. Um, just because I don't, I don't feel he's a number 15 or yeah, number 15 guy, but I might just be really biased. Well, uh, maybe, but also he was literally a second away from beating number five, Jared Fanick. Mm -hmm. um, I could see him beating Meyer Shapiro, another freshman from Cornell. I could see him beating Daniel Cardenas from Stanford, who is number eight. So like there is a path for him to become an all-american as a true freshman mm -hmm. which is super exciting like if he if he draws jared frantic i'm doing backflips <laughs> there will be no happier person than me if cody chittam draws jared frantic in like the quarterfinals or something like that because that's a match i think cody wins if they wrestle again i would love a rematch um jared we don't need to get to jared frantic, no, but he's lost a time. few matches uh in uh, in a few weeks here and it's been uh, revealing which is fun for us because we we saw that when he was at NDSU. Again, by all accounts, great guy. I don't yeah. want to take that away from him. Sounds like a great guy. Mm -hmm. He is not for me in terms of style of wrestling. So, no. And that, 
yeah, we just we don't even get into. We'll get into it if they. They if they draw, I fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Amen. Um, no, yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited for his tournament. I think he's gonna do great, and he's just. I think he's gonna be fun. Mm -hmm. So, but I'm Alex Rodriguez, and I'm Jason Kelly from Bloomberg. This is the deal. Each week, you're here as in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and, not as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. The one thing we haven't talked about yet, these guys all dyed their hair blonde. Yep. And I want to bring up how Dresser said... They have a group chat with the starters <laughs> every night. They'll make it the weekend of the duel or whatever their schedule is. And he said that all, I don't, I don't think he told us who sent it, but he said someone sent into the pod, into the pod, into the group chat, a link to the slim shady song by Eminem. <laughs> and that that's it. That was the context. And that dresser was just like, Oh, okay, cool. Must be listening to old school music. Like, I can see thought. him. I can see it. Dresser's wearing his glasses down, down like down hand. his nose. Yep. And he's like, okay, he's using one finger and he's looking at his text. And he's probably like, okay. <laughs> Sounds probably like thumbs dumped it, you know, yep. gave it a thumbs up. And then he gets there on Sunday <laughs> and his guys are bleach blonde. Bleach blonde. All of them, except younger and Anthony. Yep. And I will say, I'm glad they didn't because they have luscious, dark, black, curly hair. And as a woman who has also very thick, coarse, curly hair, I cannot imagine what would happen to my hair if I bleached it. Yeah. MJ Gaetan's was flowing. It was <laughs> flying in the air. It's the craziest his hair has ever been. But um, Swiderski in the match, in the in the post-dual press conference, he came in to the talk and... Rob asked him about it, like, okay, what's the story? Aiden, I don't know if you listened to this or saw it, but he was like, yeah, we basically went and picked out the cheapest hair dye kit at Target or whatever store. And they decided to do it because he said, MJ Gaetan's a Cali kid. And I guess that's what all the high schoolers do out in California. I don't know that. I've never heard it. I'll take his word for it. Yeah. I know some high school kids in Iowa do it too. Men's, I would say men's basketball did it in what year was it? 2014? 14, 15. 14, okay. 15. So. Um, so it's it's a common thing, but Swiderski basically said like, yeah, we wanted to make MJ happy. Like we, we thought it'd be a fun thing. And I like that he also went on to add again, talk about big personalities, <laughs> the opposite of David Carr in terms of talking crap. He's like, we're doesn't matter if we look like idiots, like we're good anyway. So it doesn't matter. Yeah. And you know what? He's right. He's right. 
It doesn't matter what they wear, what they look like. They're going to go out there and win. It's just like if Penn State went and did something really crazy, everyone's going to be like, okay, yeah, winners do whatever they want. And so I just thought, what a what a wholesome bonding yeah. activity. Everybody in the lineup did it. Kyson Tarakina's hair is not quite all the oh. way bleached because he also has very thick black hair. David's tips, it was mostly his it's, tips that look like. Yep. But man, I mean, Cody Chittum did look like Eminem. He did look like Eminem. So, yep. and they walked out to it. I have a video. I should share it. I took a video of them walking out. They literally changed the song they walk out to. Yep, to the real Slim Shady. That so, was incredible. If you've ever doubted how close Iowa State wrestlers are, they all box dyed their hair together. <laughs> so... I don't know that I would be bleached my hair. So yeah, you guys are, you're, you're I'm, blonde. I was, I was bleached blonde as a kid and I was platinum blonde. Aiden's a redhead. Yeah. My brother actually has, he has pretty similar hair color to me, maybe a little bit more brown, but he bleached his hair for state track one year. Mm. Mm. If Cyclone Fanatic was like, Hey guys, 0% <laughs> chance. Let's all bleach your hair. Nope. Can you imagine Chris with blue hair? <laughs> I would do it if Chris did it. <laughs> well, so I went and asked Metcalf. I said, "Why? Why didn't you? Di- why didn't you dye mm. it? Like he just seems like a crazy enough guy that he would do it." Yeah, I'm surprised he hasn't. And in typical Metcalf fashion, he said, "No." He's like, "One, I wasn't invited." He's <laughs> like, "And two, I told them that I would only do it if it was like we're going to get you X amount of pins or mm. we're going to go get X amount of championships." So it sounds like at the post dual social dresser was giving a speech and he told them like if you guys do well in the tournament or whatever we'll bleach our hair and i think that means metcalf uh-huh we'll bleach his hair because saint john looked at me very unimpressed like, i'm not dying my hair <laughs> i don't anticipate seeing him dying his hair that would be incredible but i mean metcalf's done stuff in the past he wore that goofy like fuzzy hat thing mm-hmm. do you remember i that? remember that so i could see him bleaching his hair I honestly, I'm surprised he didn't when he was at Iowa. I could have seen him doing that when he was at Iowa. Like, you and think, it would not have surprised me. Well, like, imagine Iowa State wins a title at Big 12. Yeah. You don't think we're going to see Metcalf with bleach blonde hair and team trophy? Kansas City? If they win a yeah. team trophy, I bet, I bet David Carr's one that sits him down and dies it for him. <laughs> I don't know. I thought that was a great story. The other great story of the postal press conference um, it was Anthony and Casey. Mm-hmm. And, Yes, I'm glad you brought this up. We've talked about this in the past. Dressers talked about it, so we've definitely brought it up. When the season started, Ben and I went to Mm wrestle-offs. We were just there to enjoy it, watch it. Like, we weren't trying to do any work. And in the wrestle-off at 149, Anthony and Casey went at it. They did the match, and then when the match concluded, Anthony won. It was like a late takedown, right? Well, Casey what, thought right? he had a takedown at okay. the end. Like Casey almost had a takedown to win in the match, but Anthony already got a previous takedown to, to secure it. it. Yep. And Casey was so mad he chucked his headgear. Yep. And it I'm telling you, I just remember looking at Dresser. And then swore at the coaches yeah, and said, he, You know that was a blank and blake and takedown. Yeah. And it was very heated. Anthony was very much like, What is going on? Yep. Casey sprinted off the mat. Mm -hmm. Dresser looked like he aged 10 years. Like (laughs) just in that moment, just bad vibes. You know, the guy, the boys were fighting. Yep. And so then we go into the season and again, they're wrestling off. Who, what was it? Casey, they got hurt. Casey had the knee scope. Okay. I was like, something made it to where it wasn't a huge wrestle off. 
but they were going to get there. And Dresser shared with us during the season that it was Anthony who came to him and said, hey, we need Swiderski in the lineup. I'm certified at 141, so I'm going to move down. And he did it. He moved down to 141 pounds. I didn't go back. I need to. I need to go back and look when it happened. But he moved down to 141. Cody, or Cody, um, Swiderski joined the lineup at 149. And this was a decision that nobody asked Anthony to do. Like this was 100% driven by Anthony Echemendia to look at his team, look at the lineup, and look at what was going to make them stronger. And he determined that it was him making a sacrifice, right? Because at the end of the day, coach said like, Anthony could have just said, I want to be at 149. And they could have just continued to wrestle off and whoever gets it, gets it. The Wisconsin duel. Okay. And so in the post-duel press conference, you know, that got brought up. And (laughs) so Dursky looked at Anthony and said, you know, I never did say this, but like, I respect the hell out of you for that. Like, thank you for doing that. And they shook hands. Mm -hmm. And, um, they spoke extremely highly of each other. Mm -hmm. So, so highly. Like Anthony wouldn't stop talking about how like, there's no way you lose with this guy, like being in your corner. And I really loved when Casey said that he was in the back before the duel started encouraging him, like, Mm -hmm. you're going to win this. You're going to win. Because from Anthony's perspective, when he was talking about confidence, I feel like Anthony maybe didn't necessarily have it a hundred percent, you know, like he has a tough opponent. He talked about how he didn't always feel he had the confidence to flip guys. And it sounds like Casey was like, no, you got this. Mm -hmm. And that is so awesome. Just because again, it was not pretty. It was tense. Well, and dressers even said he's been pretty public about it. Anthony and Casey did not get along, (laughs) especially at the beginning of the season. And that makes sense, right? A a guy comes in to try to take your spot. Mm -hmm. If you're Casey Swiderski, that's how you see that. And if you're Anthony, you're just there to do your job. Um, But they, those two did not get along at the beginning of the season. And Dresser was not shy about that. So, um, no, it was great to see them. I'm with you on the podium talking, really hyping each other up in big, big ways. I mean, Casey even said, um, I know the guy next to me can win a national title. Mm -hmm. I know I can win a national title. And it's just, yeah. Casey, I think when David graduates, I see Casey Swiderski picking up a pretty big leadership role. Yeah, he... And looking at 149, I don't see a reason why Casey Swiderski can't win. Well, Aiden and I went full... uh, What's the show called? Oh, gosh. Always sunny in Philadelphia. Yeah. Pepe Sylvia. Yeah, we went full, like, investigative board. What does Casey Swiderski have to do to win a title? And from our research, from our 15-minute research before you got here last week, we determined Casey can do it. Yeah, number one guy is Ridge Lovett from Nebraska, who is undefeated. He's a very good wrestler. I'm not going to say he's not. He is. But he is beatable. And, I mean, yeah, you got Caleb Henson from Virginia Tech, who's good. Jackson Arrington is good. Uh, Kyle Parko, who did they wrestle? Or was that when Casey was out? Casey was out. Yeah, so they didn't wrestle. And Austin Gomez, who we're very familiar with. Then it's Casey Swiderski. So, um, and I think Casey can beat Austin. He can. For sure he can. So. Talk about two big personalities. Yeah. <laughs> I'd like to see the post press conference of that one. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it was, it was very, it was a good one. And when Dresser came in and we told him about it, he's like, oh, they got along. <laughs> <laughs> they sat next to each other. <laughs> yeah. So no, I, that was, that was another takeaway from this weekend. This, I knew these guys were close. 
Cody Chatham talked about it during availability last week. And I don't know, this weekend just kind of solidified just like, no, these guys are like really close. Like I would be curious to see how many other teams are this visibly close. Yeah. Because that's the thing that sticks out about me, about Iowa State to me is that it doesn't take much. All you have to do is sit in a duel and watch them. Mm-hmm. They love each other. Yep. They love each other so much. And they jump in each other's arms frequently. Yeah. Like the other day I was thinking about this, a side note before we wrap things up. Is there's anyone that can pick up younger Vasita? It's David Carr. Because yep. I have pictures of David Carr picking up younger to celebrate a win. Mm-hmm. So but I don't know, man. It's gonna be fun. Good vibes. Three weeks. Three weeks till Big Twelves. Yep. About, yeah, just about. But we have Missouri. Mm-hmm. So that's where we'll leave you. Missouri's going to be a huge duel. Missouri has not been a name since they joined the Big 12, correct? Oh, my gosh. That's true. That's unbelievable. They, you might be right. I don't know. I don't, I don't think they have. Hilton, so. I feel like there's always been all these technicalities where Iowa State makes a road trip. Yeah. And if I'm wrong, someone tweet at us and correct us. No, they did wrestle in Hilton. Willie Mickless's senior year. Oh, because right. Because they ended, they ended the duel. Right, and it was with, a big duel. It was a big deal. Willie. Yep. Right. Willie wrestled at Missouri before he transferred mm-hmm. to be closer to home and his family. Yep. Um, okay. I'll go make that correction. I think mm-hmm. I put that on my story. Um, and nobody corrected me. You guys, what the heck? Anyways, they they're back after. So they honestly they haven't been here since Willie since graduated. Willie, yeah. And that's still a long time. And they are also a powerhouse of a program. Mm-hmm. Like the Elon brothers haunt me in my dreams, honestly. Keegan O'Toole alone, that's a huge story. We'll probably spend so much time on that next week. Like this duel is going to be huge for so many reasons. The Big 12 race, Keegan O'Toole and David Carr. Like it's the last time David's going to wrestle at Hilton. Um, I mean, it's the last duel of the season. Like just so many reasons to go to this duel. <clears throat> if you care about David Carr, you'll be at this duel. Like everybody should be at this duel. Yeah. If you're a casual fan, get tickets. I it's it won't be necessarily like the Iowa duel meet, which was insane and mm-hmm. awesome. But it's gonna feel like that in a lot of regards. Yeah. Especially at 165. 165 alone is worth whatever price you're paying for tickets. And I'm sure they're gonna close it out with it. They should. Or, I mean, no, I, they should. They should. But closing it off at heavyweight, that's nothing wrong with that either with Younger and Zach Elam. I can't wait for that one too. So. It just, yeah, it's it's on February 25th. You should get tickets, fill the place, make it loud. Like, let's let's have a true, like, really crazy atmosphere. It always impresses me how wrestling fans, regardless if it's 4,000, 3,000, it's, it is a very crazy environment. Mm -hmm. Um, if you've never been to it, I'm not kidding. It does not feel like it's three or four. It feels like there's 10,000 people in there. Mm -hmm. So, and I just, David's done so much. And if you want me to be a full on Iowa state fan here, like David Carr deserves a full arena. I'm not, we're never going to fill it. Right. It just, it is what it is. Um, but David Carr, what David's done for Iowa state, he deserves to wrestle his last one Hilton and just in an explosive environment. And Missouri deserves to feel the heat. <laughs> <laughs> they deserve to feel like there's 10,000 Iowa state fans on top of them. So, and 10,000 is not unreasonable. Hilton holds no. 13, whatever. I think 10,000 should be a reasonable goal and expectation for Iowa state fans to get. And it's going to be such good wrestling. 
Like both programs are good. It's just, it's on a Sunday. Um, so like, why not? Why not just go? Kyson Terakee is going to have an opportunity to get a top 10 win against Noah Certain. Maybe well, he gets back it. on track right yeah. before Big 12s. Who knows? It's at 2 p.m. You can get lunch and names. I don't like your smirk. Sorry. <laughs> you can get lunch and names. It just, yeah, I'm excited. I've looked for, I circled this beginning of the season. I did too. I can't wait for Missouri to come to town. Yeah, when we went through it, we circled <clears throat> Iowa, you and I, and Missouri. Like those are the three that, all yeah. right, this is going to be an awesome season. And since uh, Missouri hasn't been around. No one's been able to see Keegan O'Toole. Yeah. He's an incredible athlete. Him and David have a great rivalry. Mm -hmm. They speak so highly of each other. And then they go in there and it's a dog fight on the mat. Mm -hmm. It is something you should want to see in person. Like you're basically about to see the potential championship match from big 12s in the potential big, uh, championship map match for NCAAs at Hilton Coliseum. How often do you get that? that and if we want to zoom out even a little bit farther two guys that'll probably compete against each other for an olympic spot and yeah. whoever gets that olympic spot probably i mean besides maybe a russian and iranian is in a real good shot of getting a gold medal mm -hmm. at, at an olympics or at the world championships you're watching truly world level wrestling at yeah. 165 yeah david is both, like both are world champions already both are junior yes. world champions or mm -hmm. keegan might be a u23 world champion but they're both world champions yeah. to some degree. And they will both will likely, one of them or both will likely represent the United States at an Olympics or world championships. And one of them ha will have a very, very good shot of winning a, a gold medal. So watch, watch incredibly high level wrestling. Yeah. And that's it. That's all we got. Anybody? It's a demand. That's how we're running this one. Demand it. Yeah. Actually, if you guys go watch there, it, <laughs> we're judging. <laughs> I don't even know what to threaten with, but everyone go. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how we close it. Any final thoughts? I'm excited for March. I am too. It's gonna be very fun. It's gonna be it's gonna be a good time. I'm excited for Iowa State. Hopefully David gets his wish. Um a united team is a good good situation for Dresser to have because he said they have a common goal. And when you have that many people encouraging each other. I think crazy things can happen. Yeah. So, and with that, like we said, we'll be back next week to go more in depth about this Missouri duel. We'll give you guys all insight into the actual matchups and yeah, that's, that's it. So we'll be back. Buy tickets. And as always, thanks to fairway. <laughs>